and I'm here with the one and the only, Marky Eleanor Dottie Dumphy. Hello. I'm always with you guys. You just can't always see me, but today you see me. I'm in your heart. I'm there in the... <laughs> I gross myself out. It's like saying, your soul is so beautiful. It's like, no. I didn't mean it like that. I'm just usually in the back. <laughs> <laughs> She's physically here, in person. <laughs> well, guys, we have an awesome episode in store for you today, because it's Tuesday. Tuesday is one of my favorite days here at the broadcast, because... Here's what's coming up. Right now it's Family Chat, followed by Will It Bake Right? We are expanding the title because yeah. we're moving beyond muffins at some yeah. point soon. Yep. So it just got upgraded. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready for this? It's going to be great. Um, followed by prayer. It's going to be an awesome time of prayer. And then Bible trivia. Get ready to win free money on us. And then what's the word? Live in the studio is the one and only Pastor Brian. And it's going to be awesome. Pastor Nicole says that we are very fall colory today. She oh. likes it. I thought that when you sat down too. I'm like, <gasps> really? We're bringing in the fall because it feels like fall outside. I don't really picture green as fall, but it's like a nice huntery green. Mm. So it's the, the the deeper colors are like Thanksgiving. Mm. Yeah. Holly said, "Hello." Hello. And I would like to know if that was on purpose or not. She's done it a few <laughs> days in a row now. Really, it's mm -hmm. on purpose. George, my husband's watching. Hello, George. I love you. Guys, here in North Carolina, today is the first day where it's felt like fall. It does. I told you guys last week that I was like starting to dress to usher in the fall. And mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's because of me, but I know the Lord honors my heart and I really wanted it. So <laughs> It also feels like Florida's winter because it's sunny, really? but it's a little, a little crisp, sunny and a little this crisp. Is Florida that feels winter. like Florida winter. Wow. Buddy says it's 79 degrees outside, but it's not like hot, hot. No, though. it's not. Is it 79? It, there's no humidity though. It's it, it wonderful. It feels a little crisp. It feels different. 73. Oh, he meant 73. Oh, I was going to say I'm looking it up right now. I like that he <laughs> saw funny. me go to my phone. He's like, she's going to look at what it is. Yeah, it's 73, which in North Carolina is definitely fall weather. Like, ah, oh, it's so good. Holly says she's trying to update her language skills. <laughs> I need to hear you say, hello, Poppet, like in Pirates of the Caribbean then. When I see you in class tonight, I want to hear that. Um, <laughs> Kevin says, nothing crisp about this AM. What? It's wonderful right now. Oh, it's so nice. I used the word crisp this morning when I was talking about it. For sure. It's it like was nice. It's like warmish, crispish. It's like I can drive with the windows down right now and not feel like I'm driving through sweat. Like, it's, it's not gross I don't outside. think I'd turn on the AC. I don't think I'd, I didn't turn on anything. It's just, it's just there. You know it's what just I, nice. you know what I did do? I turned on the heat this morning. Oh, I for sure did. Oh, I bet, that, yeah, I bet this morning it was chilly, early. Pastor Nicole says, it's chilly, y'all. 73 is chilly. <laughs> um, how can a temperature be crispy, buddy wants to know? N not crispy, crisp. It's, it's nice. Or crisp-ish. It's like when you breathe in and the back of your throat is like, oh, it's cool now. Like, I think of it like when I walk in the summer and I walk outside and I breathe in, it feels like I'm breathing in liquid because of the humidity. When the humidity is gone and it's like, oh, my, I can breathe and it's happy. Michaela Herbert. <clears throat> that I was very excited to see you. Um, George says it's enjoyable weather. Um, Johnny says it was 64 degrees when he left at 6 o'clock this morning. It sure was when I came to prayer. Sure was. Um, what? Yeah. 
Crisp is 40 to 59 degrees. Kevin says, no, that is cold. 40 degrees is only like eight degrees away from snow. So that's not crisp, that's getting into frigid time. Like, then when it snows, then it's clearly snow weather. Then after that, it's when you get frostbite. Amen. So question number one, okay. <laughs> Okay, what before I go, Kevin wants to know what Maine I grew up in. I grew in the, up in the kind that the Lord needed to deliver me from. Like, the <laughs> Lord delivered me from where I lived, and I so, have so acclimated. <laughs> so, Barrett, for those of you who don't know, Barrett is from Maine, and Kevin is from Vermont. Kevin Nowicki is from Vermont. So, right now, they're battling about weather. I, I Look, I'm not saying that this is, like, Maine. Like, this is not, like, in Maine, this is summer. Like, if this, was, if this temperature was here in December, it would still be summertime. But George has told me for many years that I don't get to call Maine home anymore because of how quickly my blood thinned. So this is home. This is, this is, this is the weather that we're at. Lisa, hello from work. Hi. Okay, now that we've debated the weather. Um, Buddy says it's cool compared to the 100 degree plus weather that we've been having. Um, look at Buddy bringing in the peace. Question number one, ladies and gents. <laughs> Michaela, what's the weather like in West Virginia? Okay, what's the story behind your name? What a good day for you to be on. The story behind my name is Evangelist Mark Dunphy. That's the story, Tim. <laughs> it's like, it's his name, but then it's the E on Dunphy. Mark E. Mark e. I was almost Mark E. Dot e. Dunphy, almost, but then they added Eleanor or Eleanor or whatever. But anyway, yeah, my mom wanted to name me. My dad wanted to name me Eleanor, and my mom wanted to name me me Marky. So it was really my mom. It sounds like my dad just named me after himself and was like, "This child will be after myself." <laughs> but really, it was my mom. So it's okay. It's okay. It's good. Um, I. I don't know like 100% if this is why, but this is why I tell people my name is what it is. I know my mom picked my name and she really liked my name. My mom never wanted me to be able to have a nickname. So for myself and my brother, she wanted us to have names that could not be turned into nicknames because what she named us, she wanted people to call us. Um, but she also really liked the poet Elizabeth Barrett Browning. So when I tell people what my name is, I just tell them that I got the weird part of her name. So I didn't get Elizabeth, I got Barrett. So thus, I am not um, a man, which Buddy <laughs> thought I was like probably going to be, or like someone from the Middle East. Like I'm, I'm not Borat, I'm Barrett, Barat. but just spelled real weird. It sounds like, it, a lot of times it's like, it translates to Barat. Yeah, if you ever have Siri say my name is Barat, like, she just kind of defaults on my last name. It's like, whoa, whoa, The can't first say it. time I ever heard of Barrett, like, I wasn't here or anything. I didn't hear that loud. The first time I ever heard her name really was looking at it on Facebook Messenger. And I was like, what's that? Like, especially the nower part. Honestly, True. the nower part was Knorr. Yep. Knorr. Like, my maiden name is Quayley. And so I thought at one point that you know, when I got married, maybe I'd have a Smith or, you know, <laughs> Bob, like Barrett Bob. I don't know. But no, I, I got Nower, which is great. My name turns into a joke, but it's not any easier. And it's a legit joke. I'm not saying my name's a joke. It's I can grin and bear it now or later. That's how I knew I was supposed to marry George is because my name becomes a joke. So I got the studio to laugh. 
<laughs> but legitimately, I told Pastor Nicole that about a, a month into dating George. I'm like, I'm probably going to marry him. I turn into Grin and Barrett now or later. Like, this is great. You know what's really cool, though, is if they have a son and they name him Jack, his name is going to be Jack Nower. Sure is. <laughs> How cool is that? And we talked for a while about naming it Jack Bryan, which is almost Jack Ryan. So oh. then it would be, like, both of the, like, ultimate heroes of television, basically. Oh, my goodness. So that's where we're at now. Nobody's telling us the story of their name. But <laughs> no, everyone's just like, <laughs> okay. That's a lot. George says that he's the seventh generational George in his family. He sure is. Seven? Like from father to father to father? Like, so. oh. oh my gosh, I've never heard of seventh generation anything. Yeah, he says that it dies with him. Um, he's like, seven is the number of perfect, but it, it won't. Um, Camden said my parents apparently had no imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy just put up like a face palm on Grin and Barrett now or later. I think it's awesome. Buddy is the third generation Glenn. Um, that's right. You heard it here first, folks. Buddy's name is not Buddy. It's Glenn. I, like, when I discovered that, it's not even his middle name. Buddy is not his middle name either. So when I met Buddy, it was, like, months into, into knowing of his existence. I'm like, what do you mean your name is not Buddy? I had a really hard time after living with Abby for months. After living with her for months, yes. realizing that her name was not Abby. It her is name, her middle name. It's her, her middle, middle name. name. Her name is Miriam. Yes. That one hit me hard. Yes. That was that was hard for me to wrap my head around. Yep. Her name is Miriam Abigail Wright. So every <laughs> so often I call her Abigail. Natalie says that her parents named all of them by movie star names. Who are you named after? Which movie star? Holly says that her mom's nickname for her is the name she wanted to name me. What is it? Yeah. I don't remember. You gonna leave us hanging, Holly? <laughs> Kevin says my parents apparently had no imagination. Yeah. I think Kevin's a good name. Kevin's a great name. Kevin Buck also agrees with that assessment. <laughs> we have two Kevins right here. Kevin Squared is on the camera today. It's K Squared. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, question number two. Okay. Natalie Wood and Natalie Lorraine Day. I don't know either of them. I'm so sorry. Um, okay, lizard or snake? You have to pick one, guys. Which one's better? Which one do you have to pick? Like, if you have to pick one, they're placed before you. You have to take one. Lizard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm getting nods that my answer was the right one. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't feel like there's any good snakes. I know, I know southern people are going to tell me that black snakes are good snakes because they eat other snakes, and that's fine in theory. I don't want a snake. No. Bump it. Mm -mm. Buddy's bringing in his Bible trivia knowledge. A lizard is a snake before the fall. No. A uh, lizard is bearded dragon. Um, obviously, have you not read Genesis? Uh, Natalie says lizard, no snake, no, no. Michaela says, there's no one on Team Snake. Michaela says snake. Rachel says lizard. Snakes are weird and they bite, etc. Um, Holly's nickname, going back, is Jojo um, for Josephine. And then what? Pastor Nicole says snakeskin boots. That's a good way to take a snake. <laughs> um, Holly says lizard, no snake. Johnny says lizard. I like, I would take a lizard. My friend had a pet lizard, and it was like a leopard spotted 
something, and I don't remember what it was, but it was really cute. It's the only lizard I've ever liked, and I could do a lot better with that because I could see it walking. I'm, I don't want to walk into my room some night, and it's like, I'm good. No. 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 Well, I'm glad that you all have the correct answer. Snake is not the correct answer. So go team. It is time for our first official segment of the day. We're going to hop into Will It Bake Right? And here's why we changed the name of that. Because muffins are great. Mm -hmm. They are great. But we've had many a people light up at the idea that we could do will it pancake, <laughs> will it waffle, will it taco? So we're expanding the what's right lunch plus to have what's right kitchen. So we are going to be starting off today with will it bake right. Your dad also voted lizards. It's anointed. Dad? That's the answer. Hi, Evangelist oh, Mark. It's hi. so good to see you. We were just, I just talked about you because we were talking about names. And I was like, well, my name's from a dad. Hi, dad. Exciting. <laughs> you just went like here real quick. You're like, my dad's here. It's exciting. <laughs> okay, guys, we're hopping in. If you haven't done it yet, oh, hi. He said my name. That's cool. Okay, we're hopping in now. Otherwise, we'll just be chatting with you guys forever because it's really one of our favorite parts of the whole thing. But it's time to eat some interesting, interesting food. What do you think we're going to muffin today? Guess, put it in the comments right now. We'll be back in just a couple of seconds. We'll see you on the flip side of this super quick video. And enjoy Will It Bake Right. Obviously, it's Will It Bake Right. Then we are moving into prayer, which is going to be an amazing time. We have our daily confessions each day, and we also pray for any prayer requests or anything, and it's always amazing every day when we have, or the days when we have prayer. After prayer, we'll have Bible trivia, which is really awesome. You actually can get a gift card with each question. So we usually have like five questions, and that means we have like five different gift cards. And guess what? If you get them all right, you can get all five. So you can either get one or all five, or as many as you as many as you can get with the random Bible trivia. It's gonna be awesome. And but right now we have, will it bake right? Okay, we're going right in. <laughs> right. We're going right in. Okay, 
Would you guys do me the honors of yes. baking today? Absolutely. We're going to bake super fast. Okay. It's going to be super great. Are you ready? So here's your muffin mix. Muffin it's interesting um, ingredients. Here. Partially open. Garlic? So I want you guys to pay attention to our ingredients as we call them out because I want you to vote if you think it's going to be good or not. We have no idea. We have, we're on this journey together of if these muffins are going to be good or if they're not, we don't know. You're, you're doing this with us. So we're going to find out. I want you guys to type yes or no if you think it sounds good. So here, this is our first muffin mix. All right. We are doing muffins today. Also, if you guys <laughs> have anything that you would like us to bake or like if you have anything that you would like us. So this, this week basically the idea came from Barrett. She did great. She, she picked... She picked our things today, but if you would be little, if you would like to be the one that picks our ingredients, comment right now, and we will collect them, and we will look at them, and we will pick them. Okay, so today. Yes, let's do this. Today, our our theme. We have a theme today. Our theme is seasoned muffins. Different seasonings. Are you guys excited? I'm very excited. You guys don't see. You guys seem maybe scared. I'm, I don't know. I'm not nervous. getting a lot coming out at this moment. We'll get feeling? excited. We'll get there. You'll get there. You'll get there. So it's seasoned muffins. So like, you know how you have seasonal muffins in the food? It's not seasonal. It's just seasoned. Like, so, like you know. Italian seasoning. <laughs> yep, like Italian seasoning. So anyway, yeah, we're going to start. So our first one, you called out. Our first one that we're going to do is Italian seasoning for muffins. They yes. smelled really good though. Yes, muffins are kind of neutral. It's kind of just like bread. So whatever you add to it, it kind of like it just becomes fine, and it, it like takes on the form. So yeah. and you can it. add Italian yeah, seasoning to anything that makes it okay. awesome. Okay, you guys want to add the water yes. and add an oh, egg. Oh yes, we have a real egg. You see this? See that? That's a real egg. All right, ready? Well, <laughs> do we um, put plastic eggs in there normally? Um, I just think it's cool that we have a real egg. <laughs> Like he just broke it right there. Right in front of your very eye. <laughs> oh, see that? You see his technique is like, I just kind of go like this, but he's like, he's like doing the wrist. Like he's doing really good. Doing the wrist. The wrist is like, wrist. yeah, he's doing really good. Very good. Oop. Oop. <laughs> well, <laughs> apparently he wanted to share some with y'all. All right. Okay. So next <laughs> seasoning is. Well, you gotta add the Italian. Go for it. Do it. it. Here, here Let's do, do it. this. Oh. Is that all? Keep going. Yeah, that, <laughs> <I> keep going. <laughs> Kevin just said that's a lot. <laughs> that's awesome. Yep. Okay. Mm. Do you guys think Italian seasoning will muffin? Like, will it bake yeah. right? Will it be right or will it be wrong? Like, comment now what you think, what your vote will be. And at the end, we will see if you were right or if you were wrong. All right. Next. <laughs> Barrett said Barrett said that she apologizes in advance. Thank you, Barrett. Thank you. Oh, oh, it was so Next we have ranch seasoning. Yep. Ranch, ranch dressing dip mix. Yep. Oh, that ranch can um, do all of it. Ranch. Oh. All of it. Oh, seasoning okay. muffin. All right. all Will right. it? I don't know. You tell me. Will it guys? You tell me. Oh, Holly said it sounds good. Johnny said nope. <laughs> I agree with Johnny. Johnny said no. Yeah, Johnny's oh, a professional. He is. We, we should great. take his word. Okay. Yes. Johnny makes awesome chocolate cheesecake. Finally, we yes. have yep. see, taco. Oh, it got torn off. I was like, just seasoning mix? Taco. <laughs> taco seasoning mix. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin 
can't. Kevin, Kevin, but he just looked. Oh. He, he looked like he was like. Um, yep, taco seasoning muffins. Oh, Miss oh, Jan says yes. Yep. Oh yeah, this is definitely gonna be amazing. Thank you. I cannot wait. Thank you this for your enthusiasm. Bye, Faith. Yes. Mary said bye, Faith. <laughs> oh, that smells great. <laughs> oh, my heavens, think, Lord Jesus. Do you guys Jesus. think taco seasoning will muffin? Because remember, it's like bread. It's like it's neutral. We'll just see if it works, if I'm, it's like bread. Honestly, I'm not really sure smelled, what your definition of neutral is. <laughs> they, they smelled really good, though. They really do smell good. All right. So, are you guys I, I ready? I don't think it smells that wonderful. Uh, I, Johnny said cornbread muffins with taco seasoning would be good. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I would sense. be for that. Yeah. I'd be for that. Yeah. That sounds good. Would you guys like us to try that? Comment now yes or no. That's a great idea. If you would idea. like us to try cornbread muffins with taco seasoning. I'll receive that, Johnny. Thank you. Barrett has thumbs up. Okay, are you guys ready? I'm ready. For our first muffin. Are you ready? All right. Oh, Michaela says, oh, interesting. <laughs> Cornbread and sausage, yes. That Are we okay. ready? I'm you ready. You have to put it in the oven. Okay. All right, you ready? You have to put it in our, our little oven. All right, here we go. There it is. It's right. It's going in the oven now. In. 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 It's done already. Oh, what? look at oh that. Oh, my gosh. That wow. was quick. Okay. We have, like, an amazing oven that's really powerful. Right. It cooks things instantly. Okay. It also separates the ingredients. It's really right. cool. <laughs> this keeps falling. Here we go. Oh, look, there they are. Oh, this is exciting. Yeah. Okay, great. Got it. I got some. Are you guys ready? Were those the ones that we were supposed to start yeah. with or the other? Yep, we can either either order. Okay, are you guys ready? Do you want to start ready. with the ranch one? Ranch, sure. Yes, absolutely. Yes. How much seasoning does it have? We just played it by ear because I don't know. I've never done this before, so we just put a ton. So we'll see how it tastes. It, it really has an, actually a nice aroma. Yeah, yeah it, it really does. smells nice. It does, doesn't it? It's not good. Mm. <laughs> Powerful. All right, praise God. All right, are we ready? Look at that, yeah. You want us to go for go it? Go ahead, go ahead, Kay. guys. Do you guys think that ranch will work in muffins? Ranch seasoning. Yes. Oh, we get it. We get it. Kevin Kay. gave us a thumbs up. Here we go. The One, other two, Kevin. This is <laughs> Kevin. We have another Kevin. Uh, Holly said, "Y'all need an easy bake oven." Miss <laughs> Jan, Jan said, "Spicy bread." Oh, is that a suggestion, or is that what you think it'll taste like? Uh, Barrett said cornbread sausage muffins. Mm. How you doing? Not great. Not great. <laughs> How is it? Explain. I need you to explain what okay. you're going through well, right now. There's a little bit of gross here and a little bit of gross there, and all together, I'd say gross. Okay, why is it gross? You know. So the, what I'm getting is the muffin mix should not be with the ranch. <laughs> However. Ranch and biscuit. That oh, would rock. We could do that would that. be good, right? But ranch and yes. muffin mix. <laughs> my dad. No. My dad's. Uh, my dad said, "Are those keto?" <laughs> no, they're not keto. <laughs> we can make keto ones. <laughs> Just set that right there. Quite. Good. Okay. Okay, look how pretty. Okay, now we're going to go into the Italian ones. Look how pretty the Italian ones are. They are really attractive. They're really pretty. I think we have a picture of the Italian ones. If you guys, if it kind of looks it like, a, like a garlic bread almost. Yeah, it yeah. does. It looks like it's like garlic bread. It's almost like um, garlic biscuits. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, it, it smells looks like, like a it. biscuit. Again, the aroma is very nice. Yeah, because it's a lot of seasoning. <laughs> it does. <laughs> 
Oh. So I'm noticing <laughs> that, that, um, that I'm noticing that you're not having any of this. <laughs> That's yeah, so, so weird. Like yes. Oh look, there's this little bit that's you not been touched. You got them all in a pile, a in a nasty pile. No, they're there not you go. That's ranch. <laughs> oh. yeah. No, that one wasn't being touched right there. Okay, go this ahead. is we'll the ranch. Okay. Yes, we will. Go ahead. Go ahead. How do you like it, Marky? It's very salty. It's very, very salty. That was too much seasoning. <laughs> I think. I Maybe wanted just to make sure you guys could taste it. Because oh, yeah, yeah. sometimes. Yeah, we tasted we, it. <laughs> yeah. We did. We got it. <laughs> sometimes it's hard to taste. <laughs> okay. It was tasted. <laughs> okay, go on. Taste, okay. taste the Italian ones, the ones that smell like right. really amazing biscuits. Go. Oh, they do smell good, though. All right. Is everybody ready? Honestly, if this had less seasoning, it would work. Yeah. The ranch. Muffin would work with less seasoning. Yes. Okay, so ranch Maybe a little muffins bit, but do not completely. They do work. They work. They bake right. I didn't bake them right, but they bake right. Barrett said that the Italian one was her favorite of the three. Okay, you guys so ready? So I'm Kay. ready. One, Italian. two, three. What do you guys think Italian or muffin? Oh, mm mm, no. -uh. I think it tastes good. Mm mm. I think I like it. Explain. I'm, explain I'm in the palate dilemma. confusion right now. You look like, yeah. You look I've got the sweet muffin with the the seasoning, savory, Italian flavor, like garlic mm -hmm. bread in the background mm -hmm. with the sweet. Mm -hmm. I can't decide if it's bad. Imagine you're at a restaurant eating it and not here. <laughs> if I'm at a restaurant eating this. I would wonder what went wrong in the kitchen. Maybe oh, what? maybe an no. olive oil, an olive oil dip. Yes, it would work with olive oil. It's still the oil, sweetness of the muffin. Olive oil dip. Once again, I think that oil. this would go good with a biscuit, but the sweetness of the muffin messes it up for me. I agree. That's, okay. that's a good. So does it does it work? Does, did it work right? Did it bake right? Yes or no? No. No. Yes Not, or no? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, say yes. I'm gonna go with no. Oh, okay. I'm just not quite there. <laughs> Uh, George said Eo doesn't like it. Yes, Eo no, does I do not, not like, like it. it. Okay, right. we have our last one. Our last muffin to see if we baked it right is the taco, taco. seasoning muffin. <laughs> they look like pumpkin. Okay, this one. This <laughs> it looks like sound? pumpkin. That's a really big lie. <laughs> this one I'm really nervous about. Why did you have a little the, like nervous laugh? Because I don't know about this one. <laughs> the aroma is not as pleasant as the other two. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it tastes like, it smells like meat or something. <laughs> it smells it smells like it's like hamburger helper muffin. I'll tell you exactly what it smells like. It smells like something that should be left in a barn. That's What? Not no, it just smells like hamburger helper. I think it does smell like hamburger helper. <laughs> the muffin is a lie. Oh, you want a pumpkin muffin? No, don't. I'll if we go cat. into it thinking that, then. Oh, good catch. Yeah, we catch just cap. threw a muffin to our cameraman. Toss it down. How is okay. it? Okay, are we ready? Okay, One, ready. two, three, go. It's just a lot, okay? Without that, <laughs> mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. without that much, it would be fine. Mm -mm. 
It's just a lot. But, you know, when you're doing things for the first time, you don't know. You don't know how much seasoning to add when you've never oh, done no. it. No. There's no, no recipe. No. <laughs> okay. Okay, you know what? That should be illegal. That is... No. Oh. Oh, no. where's my water? You guys go, I don't want water. I need water. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Thank so, you, Kevin Buck. I had a technique with this one. I thought, well, I'm just going to keep it, like, in my cheek and not let it touch my tongue until, like, I've got it in my mouth some. And the moment it touched my tongue, I gagged, and that was gross. <clears throat> that was a mistake. <laughs> Should um, not have been done. Holly said, thank wow. y'all for eating not so good oh, stuff for us. We're testing the waters. We're plowing for you. We're letting you know that seasonings, seasonings probably will work. Just don't put a ton like I did. I, it wasn't even on purpose. It was accidental. But, uh, oh, we have good news. Oh, We have our 100th comment today. Right. Who was yes. it? It was, drumroll. Chris Griffin! Yay, Chris! Yay. Chris Griffin, you got, our, you got the 100th comment of the day, so you get a gift card. <laughs> so every day we do that, so make sure to add your comments so you can get the next gift card tomorrow. Awesome. Yes. So, the Italian one. Good thumbs up, thumbs down. Yes, uh, the Italian one was the best. It was better, you can make, but it was You at home, good. It was lacking. you can make an Italian yeah. muffin. You can make it at home. It will Try work. an Italian biscuit. That's correct. Italian biscuit what will work. The Italian biscuit one mix. will not work. What if you just have muffin mix? Then I would go Then hungry. don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then fast. It's no, a time to, the Lord is telling you to fast. <laughs> yes. All right. What about the ranch? Thumbs up, thumbs down. For sure, thumbs down. Um, I, I have the same answer. I think it would be okay Still better with than less. With less amounts I, of the season. And again, <clears throat> no. you think it would probably work in a biscuit mix, correct? But I do. Not, not yes. Would you guys try these? Would you guys eat these? I want to know. I want, I want to hear from you guys. Exactly. Oh, and then uh, taco. <laughs> no, that one does not ever Taco mix, thumbs up, It was thumbs not down. right. It was did not bake right. It did not. That was like, a big thumbs, thumbs down. Thumbs down. Yeah. That was a big thumbs down. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I like what George said. He said, just because you can doesn't mean you should. That's correct. Thank you, George. Well, yes. We will not be having this for breakfast <clears throat> one day at home. Or even this would be dinner. a snack. This would be like a dinner muffin. No, it's just a nothing muffin. It's not happening again. <laughs> it shouldn't happen again. Well, guys, yeah. thank <laughs> you muffin. for being on this journey with us. Thank you for going through. We, we enjoyed this experience of season, not seasonal muffins, not se seasoning muffins. That was what today was. And um, it didn't work that right. It didn't work that well. Not but anyway, now we are going on to prayer, and it's going to be a powerful time. If you have any prayer requests, comment them. It's going to be amazing. And we have our daily confessions, too, that are going to be awesome. So stick around. We'll see you in just a second. See you guys. Bye. Welcome to prayer today. We are super excited to have you on with us. And I 
am excited to be able to pray with you and believe the Lord to see awesome things manifest in your life. Let's go ahead and put up our daily confession. If you are watching for the very first time, we have a series of confessions that we go through here on the broadcast that comes straight from the Word of God. And the Word tells us that the Word the Bible tells us that our, the spoken word, the word of God, accomplishes what it was sent to do. So when we say these things and we speak these things out loud, we know that that word is being sent to accomplish a mission. You know, it's the same way that a soldier is sent on assignment. He is expected to fulfill the task he is assigned to do. It's the same way with the word of God. When we speak these words, we're saying them with authority and then they are backed with power. So confession number three is where we are on. Confession number three. And it says, join your voice with mine. We have divine health in our bodies now and we carry an anointing for supernatural healing. Hallelujah. Now let's say this personal. Make this yours. You know, this isn't just we. This is you. This is me. I have divine health in my body now. And I carry an anointing for supernatural healing. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that your word is true. Your word is true because you are a true God. You are honest, you are just, and you would not tell us that we were the healed of the Lord. You would not tell us that we would lay hands on the sick and see them recover if you did not intend for that word to be fulfilled and if you didn't give us the power to make it happen. God, we thank you that we are healed now. Every person watching, in Jesus' name, we thank you that they are healed, they are whole. We thank you, Father, that your healing is upon them. We thank you, God. Thank you. We thank you that healing is theirs. It's theirs now. We thank you, Father, that eyes are being opened right now, both physically and spiritually. Eyes are being opened. They will see who they are in Christ. They will also see blind eyes opened now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Deaf ears come open now in Jesus' name. Stiff backs, backs that have been plagued by pain in the name of Jesus, pain be gone in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you that people are able to bend over and touch their toes as they haven't been able to before. We thank you, God, that limbs and ligaments, that they're being stretched out today, God. Joint pain, it's gone in Jesus' name because your word says that by your stripes we were healed. Healing is the children's bread. We thank you, Lord, that we feast on healing today. We feast on it, God. And not only are we healed, but we carry an anointing for supernatural healing. We thank you, God, that healing is ours. We carry it. We transfer it. We impart it to others. God, I thank you that when we are walking down the grocery store, when we are walking out about town, that we see people where sickness has tried to come on them and a boldness rises up inside of your people to go lay hands on the sick. And we will have testimonies from this broadcast of men and women that have laid their hands on the sick and they have seen others recover because your word is true. God, we thank you. We thank you that we can partner with you. We thank you that we get the honor of being your hands and feet. 
We thank you, Lord. You are good. You are good. And we thank you, God, that you love us this much, that not only would you heal us, but you would then make us ministers of healing. We thank you, Father. Let every eye be opened, every ear be opened in Jesus' name. Spiritually, physically, today, opened eyes, opened ears in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we thank you all for being with us during prayer. We're now going to kick it over to Buddy for Bible trivia. It's going to be awesome. And we will see you in just a second. Hey guys, welcome to Bible Trivia. This is a fun time where we get to get some gift cards and we get to test your Bible knowledge. I love this because I, can, I have a lot of fun with coming up with these questions. Sometimes you'll see it later on in this segment. But this is going to be a lot of fun. Here's how Bible Trivia works. If, you, if this is your first time on Bible Trivia... Uh, here's how it's going to work. We have about five questions, at least five questions for you today, and they're all multiple choice questions. All right, so we have question one, question two, question three, question four, question five. And what I want you to do is in the comments, as the question comes up, I want you to put um, in the comments the number of the question that we're on, and then A, B, C, or D, whatever the answer uh, that you're, that, uh, whatever your answer is. That way I know which question you're on when you're putting your answer in. Um, like, because there's probably people whose internets are so super slow that they could be putting the wrong answer for question number one and be right for question number two. So, um, so make sure you put the number of the question and then A, B, C, or D uh, in the comments. And we will be basing the, and whoever comes up first with the right answer on our screen on our screen is going to be the winner. All right, so it might look different on your screen than on our Restream chat. We have people across multiple platforms as well. Um, so so uh, we're going to be basing our answers off of that. All right, but are you ready for Bible trivia? You get a gift card for every right answer you get if you are first. So it's going to be awesome. Get your fingers ready. Get your Google search ready. Let's jump into Question number one of the day. Question number one for Bible Trivia says this. Who was banished to the island of Patmos where he wrote the book of Revelation? Was it A, Paul, B, James, C, John, or D, Greg? Now, I'm genuinely curious as to how fast this internet connection is because it's already coming, they're, they're coming in faster than ever before. And I have a feeling that the first one that came up was brought up before the question came in. Any, either way, what's, what's our answer? Uh, it was C, John. And that one goes to Arabella over on YouTube. Arabella Shaver got that one correct. Well done. Well done. Wow, that was uh, Jin, I, that was the fastest I've ever seen someone get the correct answer on Bible trivia. It was impressive. I am genuinely impressed with you guys. And I would also like to add that nobody got it wrong. So well done, guys. Well done. I'm pleased with you. 
uh, happy claps, golf clap. That's not a golf clap. What's a golf clap? Whatever. Anyway, moving on to question number two for a Bible trivia. Question number two. By what name does the Bible call Lot's wife? Is it A, Diana, B, Rizpah, C, Tamar, or D, Lot's wife? By what name does the Bible call Lot's wife? Is, is, does it call her Diana, Rizpah, Tamar, or Lot's wife? I see, I see the answers coming in. They're coming in hot. They're coming in quick. Looks like I can't fool anybody because I see a lot of correct answers coming up in the screen. The correct answer is, in fact, D, Lot's wife. We don't know her name. I was, man, I was hoping I was going to trick some people on that one because D is never the answer with my Bible trivia. But I, no, I didn't fool anyone. Guess who got that one correct first? It was also, once again, Arabella over on YouTube. I'm telling you people, the, I'm telling you guys, the people over on YouTube are coming in quick. So if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, head on over, to, go on over to YouTube, type in Brian Wright and, and, uh, and watch on YouTube because I'm, I'm seeing this. I'm, I'm seeing a trend here that YouTube is pretty quick. So if you haven't subscribed, make sure you go and do that. All right, well, well done, Arabella. That's two correct ones for you. Um, now let's move on to question number three. Question number three for today's Bible trivia says this. What was instituted when Abraham made covenant with God? Was it A, circumcision, B, the sacrifice of lambs, C, water baptism, or D, world peace? What was instituted when Abraham made covenant with God? I see the answers coming in. I see them coming in quick. Thank you, Joni. Joni said I made a solid plug with subscribe to the YouTube. I'm telling you, though, it is faster on YouTube. I'm not going to lie. What was instituted when Abraham made covenant with God? What is it? It is... A, circumcision. A, circumcision. I, I just noticed that Chris Griffin put S. It, it's only A, B, C, or D. I don't know what S is. But, you know, that was a good try. That was a good try, Chris. That one, A, circumcision, goes to Cindy Orr over on YouTube once again. So, you know, it's not just a shameless plug. There's, there's a trend here. So if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube, you might as well do it if you want to win Bible trivia. Well done, Cindy Orr. All right, now we're moving on to question number quattro, question number four. In a vision, what did Peter see lowered down from heaven on a sheet? Was it A, gold and silver? Was it B, the kingdom of God? Was it C, all kinds of animals? Or D, platypuses? Which I googled, that is the proper way to say the plural of platypuses. It's not platypi, it's platypuses. Or just platypus. Anyway, that's <laughs> moving on. In a vision, what did Peter see lowered down from heaven on a sheet? Huh? Okay. All right, well, the correct answer... Oh, will I actually have to do that? I guess the... Pat, okay, well, the correct answer is... The correct answer is C. 
So, pa- so just so you know, Pastor was saying in the background, I should technically allow C or D because technically platypuses fall under the category of all kinds of four-footed creatures, which I didn't put that into consideration. Um, but actually, Pastor Nicole did put answer with D. She said, there you are, Perry. Um, <laughs> that's what Peter said. That's, <laughs> Pastor said, that's, what, that's exactly what Peter said. There you are, Perry. Well, that one goes to Arabella once again over on YouTube. Well done, Arabella, for getting that one correct. All right, now we're jumping into question number five. If you haven't gotten over to YouTube yet, I, I would recommend that. But question number five says this. In what city did Paul preach so late that a boy dozing off fell out of a window? Was it A, Smyrna, B, Troas, C, Athens, or D, Mexico City? I gave you guys a lot of easy ones, you know, for those first four. Now, now we're just jumping in to, a, to, to this one. In what city did Paul preach so late that a boy dozing off fell out of a window? Was it A, Smyrna, B, Troas, C, Athens, or D, Mexico City? I see, I see some answers coming in. Pastor said it was Mexico, so if you want to put that in... <laughs> Uh, he was just repeating it, he says. I, I see the answers coming in, but I have yet to see the correct answer. Oh, hello, hello, I see it now, I see it now. I don't know what, what I'm doing. Hello, hello, I see it, I see it. All right, the correct answer is B, Troas. That one goes to Joni over on Facebook. I would just like to say congratulations, Joni for being our first Facebook winner of the day. (laughs) Seriously, though, well done. All right, well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today for Bible Trivia. For those of you who have won, please send us a message. You can send us a message on Facebook, or you can go to whatsright.com. Let us know that you won so we can get those gift cards into your hands. Uh, But congratulations to all of our winners. Congratulations to everyone who participated. We're not giving away participation uh, gift cards, but we are. We want to thank you for joining us today on Bible Trivia. Now we're transitioning over into What's the Word with Pastor. He has a powerful word for you today. It's going to be awesome. You don't want to miss it. We'll see you on the other side of this 30 seconds. Hey guys, welcome to Lunch Plus and What's the Word? Uh, It's good to be back. It's good to see you on here. Will you just send me, uh, put something in the comments right now. Wave a hand at me. Uh, Tell me where you're watching from. And if you haven't done it yet, share the broadcast. Uh, Is there anybody out there that would like to have supernatural protection from God? Like, not just protection, supernatural protection. The kind of protection like with George Washington where they set all their marksmen on him but couldn't take him out. He had bullet holes in his coat but none hit him. 
That's supernatural protection. Uh, the kind of protection that shuts the, the lion's mouth, right? That kind of protection. Share the broadcast. And Natalie said, hello there and yes. And I just want to say at the end of that, uh, my wife put up so lovingly uh, that I never preached that late that somebody fell out of a window and then preached on into the rising of the sun. We did have prayer once, but I wasn't preaching. So thank you for pointing that out to all the people that think I preach long. <laughs> we love you so very much, and uh, it's going to be a great, great day. And uh, praise God. Thank you for being here. Uh, as we're jumping in, how to walk in supernatural protection today. How to walk in supernatural protection. Uh, one of the things I want you to see is uh, several steps. And the first, you can put these steps up, and this is basically going to be uh, the steps for faith. Uh, let's go to Mark chapter 11. You know, here's the victory that, uh, that overcomes the world. You can put this in. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4 said, Everything that's born of God overcomes, the wor- overcomes, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, and that is even our faith. So God has actually declared that if we are going to overcome, it's only going to happen one way, when we apply faith. That's how it's going to happen. So if we're not applying faith, are we going to overcome? No. And if we think that we are, uh, somebody had to apply faith somewhere in order for overcoming to happen. Why? Because God made that his way. So if we're going to have to have faith to overcome the attacks and have the protection, then we have to know how to get into faith for those items. So... In Mark chapter 11, starting in verse 22, it says, And Jesus answered, Mark 11, you can put that in, in the comments, Mark eleven twenty-two, And Jesus answered, saying, Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Well, uh, this is, if it was translated actually the way that it is, that it's written, it would say, Have the God kind of faith. Have the God kind of faith. And so uh, when you have the God kind of faith, basically you're going to take faith and put it on the way that God does. So the following verses actually describes the process of having godly faith. And so the things that I want you to see, basically uh, five steps here, and, and let's look at it. Verse 23, truly I, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. Therefore I say to you, all things which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them, and they will be granted you. Whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father who is in heaven will also forgive your transgressions. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father who is in heaven forgive transgressions. So, basically, there's some known pieces of this that I'm, gonna, that I'm going to add to it. But I want you to see that the, the parts that you need to know. And number one is this. You need to know that God's your protector. If you don't know that you know that you know that you know that God's your protector then you won't walk in faith towards him as a protector. 
We have to know that he's a protector. In other words, uh, Brother Hagin used to say this. Uh, faith begins where the will of God is known. So if I'm going to have protection, I've got to have faith in protection. If I'm going to have faith in protection, I must know that God is my protector, that he has the power he wants to be and he will. And think about this. Can I believe in something that I don't know? Put that in the comments. Can I believe in something? I want you to think. Can I believe in something that I don't know? You see, when you think through that, how can I choose, make a choice? Because faith is a choice. How can I choose to believe in something that I don't know? If I'm unaware of it, I'll never have faith for it. Because I have to choose to believe in it. I have to choose to believe in the things of God. I have to choose to believe in these things. But if I don't, if I don't know that it's there, I'll never believe for it. So faith begins where the will of God is known. And one of the first things that we're going to look at today is know that God is your protector. So step number one, know that God is your protector. Then you're going to see how belief comes up in these verses. And you're going to know that, all right, before I started applying faith and belief, I needed to know that that's who he is. So he's, he's already assuming and kind of giving you a given that you know uh, whatever it is that you're believing for. See, this is why many people are destroyed. It says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, right? My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So isn't protection the opposite of being destroyed? So one of the first steps that we need to know is that God is our protector, all right? We're going to talk about that some more. The second step is that we uh, confess with our mouth. We say what needs to happen. We believe with our heart is the third step. We act on that belief. We forgive, and then we thank God. Now, not every step is in this Mark 11, but these are pieces that are active in faith every single time. We Number one, we know the promise. Two, we confess the promise. Three, we believe in our heart and do not doubt. We act on it. And what it says here, forgive. Many people are not walking in the promises because they're holding unforgiveness. And then we got to remember, it's our job to thank the Lord. It's our job to thank the Lord. Actually, thanksgiving should be happening all the time. So step number one, know the promise. Number two, confess the promise. Number three, believe in your heart the promise. Act on the promise. Forgive, and let's always be thank thanking God. Glory to God. So now, what I want us to do is start taking a look at that. You see that in this verse, he says, what does he say? He says, truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, now, who would be saying something to that mountain to get out of the way? Maybe this mountain of attack in your life. Who would be saying to that mountain, get out of the way, if they didn't know that God would do it? So the first step is a given that you got to know what the will of God is. 
You need to study to show yourself proved. That's why you're on here today. That's why I'm giving you this knowledge about his, his word. I'm giving you this knowledge about his promises. Know the promises of God. Know about his word. Know about his protection. I'm going to give you some great verses to look at so that you can know. Study them. Meditate on them. Confess them day and night. And uh, then he says this, whoever says to this mountain. So what's the first step? We confess. We, we know it. We confess it. And he says to this mountain, be taken up and cast to the sea and does not doubt in his heart. So many times people will start faith, but then they will allow doubt to come into their heart. He says, you, this is not how faith works. You must understand that when we believe on God, it starts with faith and it ends with faith. Please put that in the comments. When we believe on God, it starts with faith and it ends with faith. We can't have doubt that goes through. Now, let's say that you're in a faith project and doubt does creep in. Okay, well then put on faith again. Get back to faith. But when we believe on God and see the manifestation, it always starts with faith and it ends with faith. Amen. Glory to God. It starts with faith and it ends with faith. All right. Then you look at this. Be taken up and cast into the sea is what he said and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen. It will be granted him. Therefore, I say to you, and this is a key verse. Uh, this is a absolute key verse, verse 24. It says, therefore, I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe in them. No, that's not what it says. Believe in the promise. I believe in the promise. I believe that I'm protected. No, that's not what it says exactly. It says, believe that you have received it. And, and we could put it in today's English. Believe that we have received it now. I'm not waiting on it. I have protection now. I have protection now. So when we believe, we believe with our heart, but believe we have received it. This is an absolute key, and I think this is where a lot of people's faith fails, is because we need to believe. Put this in the comments. We must believe that we have received it. Now, uh, a lot of people, because they are, this is something as we're going through the Bible Academy in the future, and we're going to go through certain topics, this is one uh, that I will, I will talk about and make sure that people understand. Because if we don't believe that we receive it, a lot of people do not understand the difference between the spirit, soul, and body, the three parts of man. And so they are looking at maybe a broke arm, I don't know why I always use this example when I'm talking about healing, but that's what comes to me. I guess because you can see it. See, it's broke. Broke. All right. So if we have a broke arm, if we believe that we receive it, then what we're believing for is for that manifestation to happen so that the arm's not broke anymore. But if we're believing that we receive it, the first thing we receive, you are a spirit being first. And you believe that you receive the healing of the Lord by his stripes, like First uh, Peter 2.24. On that cross, he bore my sins and my sicknesses, and by his stripes, we were healed. 
I'm not waiting on healing in my spirit, man, in the core of who I am. I already have healing. It's working in me now. My body may need to catch up to that. My body is the temporary thing, the temporal thing that's subject to change. And it's going to change based off of what I have received in my spirit, man. So if I'm a believer, I have the full healing released to me. I have protection released to me, but I need it to catch up to the flesh. I need it to be here. How do we do that? We don't say, well, when my arm straightens out, I'm healed. We say before our arm straightens out, we confess to that mountain while it's still in front of us. Hey, mountain, you are cast into the sea. I believe I have received it. And this is a key to faith. We must believe that we already have received it when we ask on the promise or the character and nature of God. All right. Now, as we go forward in verse 25, it says, whenever you stand praying, forgive. And if you have anything against anyone so that your father who is in heaven will also forgive you. And this is an important um, part of it. Many times people are sitting there and they've carried unforgiveness all their life and, and their prayers don't work or they definitely don't work well. Uh, they, they really won't work at all. If you receive something, it's probably the mercy of God and maybe somebody else praying for you uh, because we need to forgive. We need to let go of things. Uh, I was talking to somebody just yesterday and I said, I, I've had the Lord uh, tell me to forgive somebody that they're the ones who did wrong to me. And he said, I want you to forgive them for holding it against them. I went, all right, I'll do, I'll do that. Be so ready to forgive. If we'll be ready to forgive, it's like activating our faith. But if we sit in unforgiveness, it's like turning the power off, turn the, turn the light switch off to our faith. We want to be ready to forgive all the time. So when we're in faith, and then if you go into Philippians 4, it'll show us that in the process of prayer, in the process of prayer, we are always giving thanksgiving. Prayer is not really prayer without thanksgiving. So these are things that the Lord has made known to us all the time, and we need to walk in that. Now, speaking of prayer, as we're talking about protection, let's go quickly to Matthew chapter 6. Are you getting anything out of this? I hope you are. Put it in the comments. Hands up. I'm getting some out of it. Glory to God. Are you receiving a supernatural impartation right now? Are you believing that you're receiving something, an impartation supernaturally? Now, I want you to see this. This is how Jesus told us to pray. And, and let's go to verse 13. He, and you know, So this starts out, pray this way, our Father who is in heaven. Uh, your, you know, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. Uh, in verse 9 is where it starts, and then verse 13 is where we're going. Your, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And then it says, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And uh, let me just say something before we get to verse 13. Let me say something about our daily bread. The word of God is the bread of life. The word of God is the bread of life. So when he said, give us this day our daily bread, oh man, was that a power-packed prayer? Was that power-packed? Because what he's saying is, every morsel of your promise of the daily bread of your word, may it come to pass. Give me today mercy. 
Give me today favor. This is, and he told us to pray this way. Give me today healing. Give me today protection. Any promise in here is a part of your daily bread. And today, Lord, every piece of your salvation that's laid out in the word of God, the bread of life, Jesus was the word made flesh. Uh, everything that is a part of salvation in Jesus is my daily bread. We should not go one day. We should not go one day without believing that we receive Every promise that God has already told us is yes and amen. Every, all of my promises are yes and amen. In other words, yes. When you ask me, I'll say yes, and I'll say so be it. When you ask me, I'll say yes, and I'll say so be it. So we need to apply faith to our daily bread every day. Well, one of those promises is that God is our protector, and we're going to see it right here. Verse 13 or verse 12, and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. So what do we see again? Forgiveness coming into play a prayer. Verse 13, and Lord, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. So Matthew 6, 13, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. I'm recognizing you have the power to deliver me. I'm recognizing you have the power to protect me. You have the power to do this thing. Now, I want you to see something. You know, it looked like, watch this, it looked like in the flesh that the Red Sea was a, a rock in front of them. It looked like it was a trap. The Red Sea looked like their death. What they didn't realize was, by the hand of God, the Red Sea was a trap for their enemies. The Red Sea was actually a deliverance and a protection. They came through the waters. It was a deliverance and a protection. Many times in our life, things will happen. But if we will turn our eyes to God and set our eyes on things above, set our eyes on things that are eternal and not temporary, we will put faith in God. Lord, I don't know how we got here. I don't know why we're here. I don't know what's about to happen. But I know you. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. And no matter how I got here, you are going to see me through. You're going to deliver me from evil. And it may be supernatural. It, it may be not spectacular. I don't care. Just I put my faith in you to overcome every attack. You're my protector. You're my deliverer. And I'm about to go through. Glory to God. This is it. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. He's a deliverer from any evil. Glory to God. That's who he is. He's your deliverer today. He will deliver you from evil. He will deliver you from the snares and the traps of the devil. And you may find yourself in a position, I don't know how I got here. I don't know why I'm here. But in Jesus' name, I'm delivered. Just say it right now. Put it in the comments if you have to. I'm delivered. I believe it and I have received it. I'm delivered. I believe it and I have received it. Because in Christ, you are delivered. Amen. Glory to God. So now let's look at let's look at some verses. So the first thing was to know that you are protected. Know that you are protected. So let's go here to uh, Isaiah fifty four seventeen. Isaiah fifty four seventeen. 
Many of you have quoted this. You might not have known where it was at. But it says this, No weapon that is formed against us will prosper. And every tongue that accuses you in judgment, Father, you will condemn. This is the heritage. This is the inheritance of the servants of the Lord. And their vindication is from me, declares the Lord. This is our inheritance. Protection from every weapon is our inheritance. Put it in the comments. Protection from, uh, from every weapon. Every weapon. Protection from every weapon is our inheritance. God is our protector. Glory to God. Uh, 1 John 3, 8. 1 John 3, 8. Just giving you some, some scriptural bullets. Put it in your faith weapon. Aim it at the enemy and start winning. 1 John 3 and verse 8. Yep. Oh. 1 Peter is not 1 John. I was in the wrong place. 1 John 3, 8. The one who practices sin is of the devil. Don't be of the devil. Good, good plan. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose. Why did he appear? This is God. Jesus showed up for this purpose. What was that purpose? To destroy the works of the devil. Not just, not just let them pass. Not just acknowledge them. Oh, okay, I see a work of the devil over there, and I see a work of the devil over there. No, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. And we, as his body, carry that same anointing when we will apply faith on God as our protector. We will, by faith, start to destroy the works of the devil. This is who we are. This is our inheritance. This is what we're called to, to destroy the works of the devil. So many Christians are sitting back and they're, they're just watching the devil run all over their lives. And they're sitting there like, God, I wish this wasn't happening. We got to stand up. We got to know who we are. We got to know what our inheritance is. We've got to apply faith. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. We've got to know. We've got to believe. We've got to confess. We must act, forgive, and give God thanks. We've got to apply. Resist the devil. Submit yourself to God. And I would say, submit yourself to his ways. His way is faith. And when you submit yourself to his ways, his promises, his character, his nature, there's no other choice but to resist the devil and his attack. To resist them. The devil throws, tries to throw thoughts either directly or through our corrupted flesh. He tries to throw thoughts all the time to people. And people just take it and they just eat these thoughts. Man, when a thought comes to me and I know it's not God and I know it's an attack against my life, against my family, against Boomerang. Man, if, it's, if something comes against these guys here at the church, oh man, I get irate. I'm not going to stand by. I come against that thing. I, I come against it. I stand up in my faith. I start declaring the word of God. No, you can't stand here. No, my people are protected because they are the people of God. This is who God's put me with. And I'm standing in faith for them. 
I'm going to see the breakthrough. I'm going to see them overcome. They might be brand new to Jesus, but they got a family and we're standing together and we are called to destroy the works of the devil. That means every trap, every bit of harm that he would pour out, we're called to destroy it. Look at this. Go to John, the Gospel of John, and chapter 17. I think you'll like this one. This is one of my favorites. John 17 and verse 15. John 17, 15. Put your eyes on these verses. Glory to God. Put your eyes on the verses. Now, this is Jesus praying. This is Jesus praying. Now, here's the question. Do you think that Jesus gets his prayers answered? I do. I know. He gets his prayers answered. Glory to God. Why? Because he's never not in faith. He's always in faith. He's the spotless lamb. He didn't stop being the spotless lamb when he left the earth. He's, he is the spotless lamb. And he'll always be the spotless lamb. There's no iniquity in him. And when he prays, he's in full forgiveness. He's in full faith. He's, in, he's confessing things. That's why he's the word made flesh. And, and he says this, if you go on down in verse 18 and 20, he says, I'm sending these guys, these disciples around me. He said, I'm sending them the same way that you sent me, Father. And how was Jesus sent? We just read a verse just a second ago. First uh, John 3, 8, he was sent to destroy the works of the devil. So those disciples that were there listening to this prayer, they were also sent to destroy the works of the devil. They were also sent with the anointing that Jesus had and was sent with. They were also sent with the faith that Jesus had, a, had available. And the question is, will they apply it like Jesus did? All right. But then you go on to verse 20 and it says this. I'm not just praying for these disciples around me. He says, I'm praying for everyone. Let me read it to you. I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but for those who believe in me through their work. And he just prayed for every Christian for all eternity. And he said, Lord, send every Christian the same way that I'm sent, in the anointing, in faith, in power. This is your inheritance. If you're a believer, this is your inheritance. And what's your task? To destroy the works of the devil, to be an ambassador, to be the salt and the light. That's who you are. Put it in the comments. That's who I am. Amen. But he said, that includes me. You better believe it. Includes you. This, whole, this whole prayer, it's all about you if you know Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus, you can't. You have an inheritance. And one of those inheritances is that God's your protector. So now go back to this same prayer. He's in the same prayer that he's praying for every believer. What does he say in verse 15? Amen. Serena said, that's who I am. Yeah, Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. He says this, verse 15. Jesus praying to the Father for every believer for all time. Father, I do not ask you to take them out of this world. So guess what? We're going to be in this world. And guess what comes along with this corrupted world? Corruption, persecution, traps, red seas with an Egyptian army behind us. People that look like they could take us out. That's all kinds of stuff that's going to come. Uh, sicknesses, COVID-19, you know, uh, bank accounts that have lower balances than they should. You know, employers that may do the wrong thing, right? But listen, God's handled all that. You're in his family. 
You, do you believe that you have received every promise that he has for you? But here's what he says. He says, look, Lord, don't take them out of the world. Don't take them out of this corruption. They're here to be the light. They're here to put on hope. And in the middle of all this darkness, they'll shine. And they'll shine. And it's part of the plan. But here's the thing, Lord. Let them be in the darkness, shining with their faith, hope, and love. He said, but I'm praying this. Jesus said, I'm praying something. Did it come to pass? He says, listen to this. He said, but keep them from the evil one. Put it in the comments. I'm kept. I'm kept by God. It doesn't matter what it looks like. doesn't matter what it feels like. I'm the protected of the Lord. I'm kept by God. Glory to God. You are kept by God. Now, the issue is not everybody knows that. Not every Christian knows that in a belief and in a true heart knowledge. They may even know it in their head and have head knowledge of it, but it hadn't really gotten to the core of their being yet. But you are kept by God. This is a promise. This is your inheritance. You're kept by God. Glory to God. Raise your hands if you can. Lord, I'm kept by you and I thank you. I'm kept. I'm kept. My family is kept. And my, my whole uh, life is kept in you. Glory to God. He's kept you from the evil one. He's kept you from the evil one. Hallelujah. Don't take them out of this world, but keep them. Keep them. Go to uh, Psalm 18. And verse 2, Psalm 18, verse 2. Hallelujah. Man, if you're getting something out of it, just put hallelujah in all caps in the comments. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm 18 and verse 2 says this, The Lord is my rock. He is my fortress. You think God's going to call himself a fortress that the devil can get into? <laughs> God's going to declare, I'm your fortress by the Holy Ghost here. I'm your fortress. And the devil's going to be able to sneak his way into there? Now, no, what the devil sneaks his way into is our thoughts that we're not kept and that God's fortress isn't strong enough. He convinces us that his fortress isn't strong enough. And so then we drop faith and the hedge of protection comes down. This is similar to what happened with Job. But watch, if you go back and read Job, the devil went to the Lord complaining. Lord, how can I do anything to Job? You've got a hedge of protection around him. <laughs> how can I do anything? I can't get to him. That's right. Because the fortress of God is impenetrable. You can't get into it. Job had to lower that hedge of protection. How did he do it? He, he lowered his faith. He was, making, he was making sacrifices left and right because he was fearful that his children would sin. He lowered his faith. He lowered his faith. And when he lowered his faith, it lowered uh, the protection, it lowered the hedge. But God said, I'm your fortress. And let me tell you, the fortress of God is impenetrable. The devil can't get in it unless we let him. See, the devil doesn't have any authority. He uses our authority by, by basically throwing thoughts at us. And when we don't take those thoughts captive, then he'll get in. Now look at this. He said, the Lord is my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation. He is my stronghold. That's who God is. In the new living, it says this, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my savior. 
He is my rock in whom I find protection. In whom I find protection. God is our protector. He's our protector. Now, let me, let me give you an example of this. This is something I faced. Some of you have heard this story. But this is something that I faced some years ago. Um, I was, uh, I, I forget exactly. This happened multiple times. I had to just take authority over it each time. And, uh, but multiple times, I started, I guess, maybe 10 years ago or something like that. It wasn't long after we started the church. I just started having these um, visions. I mean, I would just have visions in my mind of tragedy happening to my family. I mean, I would see a, almost a vision uh, in my mind of car crashes, blood and guts, mangled cars, mangled bodies, stuff like this. And, uh, you know, for a while I was like, what in the world? I mean, I felt bad. I almost took condemnation for it. And I was sitting there going, why am I in condemnation? You know, why, why is this going this way? And then all of a sudden I realized this is an attack. The devil is trying to give me enough of this where I move off of my knowledge of God as my protector and get me into fear for my family. See, he may do that with you at your work. He may start telling you, oh, the boss really doesn't like you. He doesn't really. It's the same attack, the same attack. He's trying to get you to get out of faith that he can't do anything with because it's always overcoming the lack of the world. It's always overcoming his attacks. He's trying to get you out of faith and into fear to drop the hedge of protection. He may say, oh, your boss doesn't like you. You know, he, he, your boss is talking about you behind your back. You know, I've seen him do that in the church. I've seen him do that not only to people towards me, uh, many, many, many times. The pastor's talking about you. He doesn't think good of you. He doesn't love you. you know? And then people, I've watched people believe it. And to them, it's a reality because they decide to believe it, although it wasn't a reality with me. I've literally been there. It was like people didn't like that message. They were so quiet on Sunday and everything. And then I go and find out. See, that was just a lie. Um, I go and find out and people go, that pastor, that was the best message I think I've ever heard you preach. I was, and I was like, man, I thought it was a stinky message. You know? and, and they're like, no, I got so much out of that. What was the devil trying to do? He's trying to rattle my confidence, get me in fear, because if, if I will crack open the door of my life in fear, now he can come in and he can bring about the thing that I feared. That's what happened with Job. He said, the thing I feared the most has come upon me. And so that's what he's after. So he was trying to get me own fear that my family was going to be in tragic accidents, mangled, gruesome. Why? Because he hated me for winning souls, making disciples, leading people to victory, not just my family, not just the right household, but the whole of the church and not just in Albemarle, but around the world things are happening. He, he was, he's like, I don't like you. You are my enemy. That, praise God. I want to be the devil's enemy. And, and once I realized it, I got happy with it. I was like, glory to God. I'm glad you're ticked with me. But I have a fortress. I have a stronghold. And you can't do anything with it unless I open up fear. You know, that's how we're supposed to live. You know, he, the, the Bible says this. He, he who sits in the heavens laughs at those attacks that the devil has tried to bring against you. He laughs. He scoffs. He mocks at them. Think about Elijah during the day with all those uh, prophets of Baal. 
You know, there's 400 prophets of Baal. There was, there was other ones there too, other prophets. And he said, he was mocking their God. Why? Because he knew who he was. See, it begins with really knowing who we are. Well, I kept having those visions. I finally recognized it was an attack of the enemy trying to get me in fear. And now I went, oh, oh, you jerk. Talking about the devil, of course. You jerk. You slimy devil. You are the scum of the earth, literally, and you've been eating it all your life since the, the Lord put you on your belly in the garden and you're still the same thing now. Only difference now from when that happened is you've got no power and authority left because Jesus said, I have all power and authority. That left zero for you. And you're, the power that Jesus then gave to me and authority, you're trying to get me to use my own authority against myself and open up the door so that you can come in. Forget you, devil. You jerk. And so I started bringing us, I, I started going over scriptures about protection. No, I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm delivered. I'm protected. I'm kept from the evil one. Every fiery dart is quenched in Jesus' name by the shield of faith. That's in Ephesians 6. You can write that down. Every fire, some fiery dart. No, every fiery dart is quenched in Jesus' name. Every one of them. Every one of them. Every work of the enemy is destroyed in Jesus' name. Every fiery dart. Every one. I start, he's my rock. He's my fortress. He's my stronghold. He's my protector. And he protects me. I bind those thoughts. Luke thoughts, all that junk. Loose your grip from my life. I will sleep in peace. I will not have nightmares. I won't have visions of this garbage. And that's what it is. It's garbage. And I'm not allowing it anymore. I'm resisting you and you got to flee. Because I'm bringing an authority of the word and the Lord against you. Because I'm in him and he's in me. And I am kept from you in Jesus' name. Immediately, the visions, the dreams stopped. Why? Because I resisted them. I, I stood up against them. It took about one day. I think I, think, uh, I recognized it one day. That night, I, I'd slept better. I, but I had like one dream that he tried to throw in there, like see if I was for real believing, you know. <laughs> see if I was really believing them in that way. And I got up the next morning, I was like, oh no, you're not having an inch of this. Go away now in Jesus' name. And I stood up and it was gone. Never had it. You know, now, he tried to do it again several years later. I recognized it much quicker this time and uh, dealt with it. it you know, the first time, it was a couple of months before I even recognized what was going on. I was just a novice and didn't understand. And uh, that's why we have spiritual leaders in our life. I should have reached out. I just didn't recognize it. It's good to be in communication with people that know how to win, know how to have victory. Now, let's go over. Let's go to you know, one uh, that everybody knows, Psalm 23. Psalm 23. See, you've got to see these verses and know that God's your protector. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And that means I don't want, I, you know, the Lord's my shepherd, I don't want. That means I don't have any want of protection because he's already fulfilled it. That's who he is. I'm not lacking protection. Not only that, he's my shepherd. A shepherd protects. If you go on down into uh, verse 4, even though 
I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Well, you know, we're not talking about just a dark valley. We're talking about a, a valley that has death in it. A death valley. A valley that has legitimate death in it. He says, even though I walk through that, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. All I need is you with me. You're my rock. You're my fortress. He's, watch this. Hear this. Hear this. And, and you need to put something in the comments. I'll let you decide what it is. Even though I walk through, you are not stopping in the, in the valley of the shadow of death. You're going through. It's right there. Right there in his word is the promise. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm going through it. I won't die there. I won't get stopped there. I won't hang out there. I'm going through it. I'm going through it. I'm going through the storm. I'm going through the death. I'm going through the attacks. I'm going through the fiery darts. We're going through, glory to God. We're going through. He says, I will fear no evil. And watch this. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, the shepherd's staff, you know, it had the, the hook on it, and it would help to guide the sheep. Keep them out of the pit. Keep them away from the ledge if need be. But the rod, the other side of it, <laughs> that was for the wolves. That was for every weapon. <laughs> every weapon formed against the sheep. Jesus, our great shepherd. Crack! You know, that's what that was. He's our protector. But the question is, remember now, remember this. God has given us the authority to use or not use faith. He's given us the authority to use or not use faith, which is why he tells us the righteous live by faith, the just live by faith. That's why he tells us without faith it is impossible to please God. In Romans, I think, 4, it says not having faith is sin. He says he's given us faith to use or not use. So even though we're protected, even though he's a fortress, even though he has the crack of the shepherd rod on the wolf's head, even though we have all these things, if you decide to not use faith or you don't know that that's who he is, then you won't have that harvest. You will not overcome the attacks in your life. And then many times we will blame God. Many people, many, many, many Christians have done this. They've not, whose job is it to resist the devil? Mine, yours, Christians, believers. What's the devil going to bring? Attacks, weapons. So whose job is it to apply the work that Jesus has already not only done, He's fulfilled it all and finished it all. It's a finished work of protection that you have. You're kept from the evil one. Every fiery dart. Every fiery dart. Man, we got a shepherd that will protect us, that will beat it back. Glory to God. Of course, and I saw uh, Miss Dixie put it up earlier. Go to Psalms 91. <laughs> the protection uh, chapter. I love this chapter. Psalms 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow 
of the Almighty. Now, remember I said in the steps to move in protection, we have to move in the steps of faith. First thing is we have to know. We have to confess. So we need to be saying, the Lord's my protector. I'm kept from the evil one. Every fiery dart is quenched. No evil will befall me, which is what we're getting to here. And, and say, every weapon formed against me will not prosper, but is destroyed by 1 John 3, 8. We need to confess those things. I'm protected of the Lord. The devil can't touch me in Jesus' name. What, it, that's not being prideful. That's not being arrogant. That's being faithful to do what God told you to do. Speak and confess to this, these mountains. This mountain of attack. This mountain of threats coming from the devil. This mountain of, of weapons that he's tried to mount up against you. Your job is to speak to that mountain. And what do we speak to it? Just what we feel like? No, we speak the word. And when we speak the word, we're submitting ourselves to God. God gives us grace and greater grace. And then when he gives us grace, it supernaturally empowers that mountain to be removed and for us to receive the supernatural protection of God. But notice what it says here. Another part of this was we have to act on our faith. We have to act on our faith. So as we're looking at this in Psalm 91... He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. In other words, you'll be protected. Who will be protected? The one who dwells with him. Are we dwelling with him? Like in Acts 17, 28, in him we live and move and have our being. Are we dwelling in him? Or are we just talking about it? You know, are we going through the motions but our heart's not really with him? Is he not really the Lord, uh, or we just go to church on Sunday, but we don't ever change. We don't ever grow. We never grow to the fullness of the stature of Christ, like it tells us to, uh, you know, in, in the Word. Do we do that, or do we just talk about it a lot? A lot? There's a lot of Christians in America that's just been talking, and they know the language, and they know scriptures to throw in the comments, and they know, they know how to do all kinds of stuff, but they don't change. Are we changing? He says, because that person will be protected. He says, I will say to the Lord, my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper. He protects us from the snare of the trapper. And he protects us from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions. And under his wings, you may seek refuge. His faithfulness is a shield. And a bulwark. It's a shield and a protection around us. Verse 5. You will not be afraid of the terror by night or the arrow that flies by day, of the pestilence that starts, stalks in the darkness or of the destruction that lays waste at noon. Listen, a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not approach you. Put that in the comments. It Evil will not approach me in Jesus' name. Evil will not approach me. See, we need to get that in our mouth. We need to understand it. That needs to be coming out of our spirit. And you get challenged. You get tested in your mind. You, know, you need to have this stuff coming out of you. How can it come out of you if you've not been putting it in? It shall not approach me in Jesus' name. Amen. You will only look on with your eyes and see the recompense for the wicked. Here's the only thing. This is what God says. This is what will happen. It says, oh, Lord, hey, I see an attack coming. 
I see an attack coming. But Lord, I dwell in you. I'm protected in you. He said, he said, it'll, you'll see it, but it won't get near you. It won't get near you. The only thing that you'll be, you'll be close enough to watch it fall apart. This is what God's saying. The only thing that'll happen to you is you'll get close enough to be a spectator and watch it fall apart as you apply faith on God as your protector. Hallelujah. And the Lord's hand will come against that thing. I'm telling you, we've seen this happen. People tried to rise up in a wrong way, come against the church. The Lord's hand. I mean, you got to understand, evil people, there are evil people doing things. And God protects his people. He's a covenant God. He's a covenant God. He says, verse 9, for you have made, again, action. You've made the Lord. Have we taken the time, the effort, the heart? To make the Lord our refuge, you have made the Lord your refuge, even the Most High your dwelling place. No evil, some evil, no, a little evil will befall you, no. It says, no evil. Do you see all these absolutes? Every fiery dart will be quenched. You are kept from the evil one. Every weapon will not prosper. To destroy all the works of the devil is the content text of that statement. And right here, no evil will befall you. None. Nor will any plague come near your tent. Will any plague? See, we've got to apply this. We've got to apply it. Because, have, I, you know, listen, have I ever had a plague or evil come into me and in my life and my family? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Why? Because the Lord's already done things in me, but I wasn't applying them. I wasn't applying that protection. Matter of fact, I was listening to the taunts of the threats. I was entertaining those, not, not realizing I was opening the door. Again, remember, remember that my people, God's people, are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And they're in captivity, sometimes captivity of the mind because of a lack of understanding about who they are in God. All right. Verse 11, for he will give his angels charge concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will bear you up in their hands that you do not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent will trample you down. Now, I'll give you this. You know, this is actually the verse that the devil quotes about the angels will, will bear you up. And uh, that's actually the verse that the devil quotes when he tempts Jesus. But you notice that even though Jesus knew this, he wasn't in presumption. If you didn't see Sunday's message, you need to see that. He wasn't in presumption that he tempted God by jumping off the temple. He's not like, oh, devil, I'll show you. Watch this. Woo, and jumped off the temple. That's not what he did. You know, he wasn't in presumption. God didn't say to do that. But it, he says, look. If you try something, God's going to protect me. His angels will guard me. He says, verse 14, because he has loved me, therefore I will deliver him. This is God talking about you. Because he, the, any person has loved me, I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high because he has known my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, let's look at, uh, look at a couple more verses and we'll be done. How about 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 10, or excuse me, 1 Corinthians 2, 14. 
2 Corinthians 2.14, sorry. 2 Corinthians 2.14. You know, most of you, if you've been around, you've heard it. But thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ, and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of Him in every place. Is an attack that succeeds against you a sweet aroma of the knowledge of Him? No. And he says, thanks be unto God. That never happens. The only thing that happens is you win. You win. Put it in the comments. The only thing that happens in God when I apply faith is I win. (laughs) We win. We win. He says, look, how can you win and triumph in Christ if the devil just beat you? It's not possible. That is not God's plan. He's got no plans for your calamity. Go back into 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. He says, no temptation. And you know if you've listened long enough, that means no situation. Because every every situation has a temptation to drop faith. No, No bad situation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man... And God is faithful. Remember, God was faithful to protect. God was faithful to deliver in Psalms 91. See, we're not talking about you and I and how good we do it. We're just talking about us trusting in God who's so faithful. And we move ourselves in action and thought along with God. And by doing that in intimacy with Him, we dwell in Him. We dwell in Him in His character. We dwell in His ways. We dwell in the secret place of the Most High when we choose His life, His ways. And that's what I'm going to get at in a second. But look at the rest of this. God's faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will provide the way of escape as well. Glory to God. Go to 2 Thessalonians 3, 3. 2 Thessalonians 3, 3. Are you getting something out of this? It says, But the Lord is faithful, and He will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. He will strengthen and protect you. Hear it again and again and again and again and again. Let the word hammer on your on the unrenewed part of your mind. Let the word start to transform. God's my protector. He's my refuge. He's my rock. He's my shield. He's my fortress. God is my protector. I am kept. No evil will befall me. We will destroy the works of the enemy. Every weapon that's formed against me will not prosper. No evil will befall me. No evil will even come close to me. No plague will come near my dwelling. None. Every fiery dart will be quenched. God, you're my protector we got to get this in us. I'm telling you, the Lord has protected and protected and protected. I think if we knew how much he protected us from, we'd be like, oh my goodness. God is faithful. He's your protector. Amen. Last verses, I'll just read these to you. Uh, You can look at Proverbs 2 and 11 and Proverbs 4 and 6. Proverbs 2, 11 and 4, 6. Here's what they say. Discretion will guard you, 
and understanding will watch over you. Proverbs 4, 6 says, Do not forsake wisdom, her, and she will guard you. Love her, and she will watch over you. So see, we have to act on our faith. I know God's my protector, but that means that if he tells me to go do something and gives me a wisdom or gives me an instruction, I need to do that so that I can stay in the place of protection. If I will have discretion on what God said versus what I might have said or what the devil might have said, if I'll just listen to the wisdom of God, he will keep me in the secret place and I'll be protected. Amen. Glory to God. As we wrap up today, did you get something out of it? Did you see the Lord is my protector and I'm protected? Put it in the comments right now. I am the protected, put it all caps. I'm the protected of God. I am the protected of God. And Jesus paid the price for us to have exactly that. Jesus paid the price for us to have the protection of God. Amen. Glory to God. Father, we just thank you so very much. You know, not only will he protect your health and your life, he'll protect your finances as well. Sometimes you may end up and you're, you're facing a Red Sea and an army in front of you and an army behind you. And you may look like in your finances that God, I don't know what's going on. Did you, know, did you bring me out of that job just here to wither away and die? Did you bring me uh, to this church just for my finances to fall down? Hear this. Hear this. Hear it. Listen. Everybody listen to this right now. God did not take you to a place for you to die. He took you to a place for you to bless you. But the issue is not everybody knows that. And not everybody applies it. God did not take you to a place for you to wither away. He took you to a place to prosper you. And in our finances, many times, God says, okay, now I'm going to give you wisdom. I'm going to give you discretion. And he'll drop something on our heart to sow. We were talking about it on Sunday. Watching, we were talking about how Buddy and Serena had done that so very well. And God was supernaturally coming through. They're not the only ones that have done it well. I've watched so many people, even just people in this room, time and time again. They've been obedient. All right, oh, wisdom is telling me to sow this amount right now into this offering. Wisdom's telling me. And that discretion will guard you, will guard you. I can give you testimony after testimony. Today, if God's telling you to do something, then do that. If you, if you feel led to donate uh, on Facebook, you can just type in hashtag donate and the amount that follows. And uh, if no matter where you're at, you can go to givebc.org and you can sow in many, many, many times, many times. That's the wisdom of God and the discretion of God setting you up so that when it looks like you're in the desert place, out of the rock, water will flow. All of a sudden, you'll have supernatural supply when it looked like everything was done, when it looked like you were about to die in the desert with no water, God will give you an instruction and you'll reap the harvest of the wisdom that you planted a time ago. Father, we just thank you right now. Everything that anybody sows, Lord. Lord, we receive this message of protection today. And not just protection of our health and our life, but of our finances, of our mind, of, our, of everything that we have, of our family, Lord, of our church family. Lord, of our buildings and our cars. Lord, let them be protected in every way. Lord, multiply 
everything that anybody gives today, Lord. Let it be multiplied. Let it be poured out, pressed down, shaken together, running over in Jesus' name. And Lord, let us hear the testimony of it in Jesus' name. Amen. We love you and we praise God for you. And this is how to walk in supernatural protection. If you haven't done it yet, if you've already done it, don't do it a second time. But if you haven't done it yet, share this broadcast with somebody and uh, help us as well. Go to YouTube if you haven't done it already and subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can go to whatsright.com, click on video, and there's the link right there. So we love you. Here's Barrett to wrap it up. I praise God that you got something out of it. The word works. And that protection is working for you today. Amen. Bye-bye. You guys feel like supercharged? Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure we could go like run a mile right now. God is so good. And you are the kept of the Lord, strengthened and protected. And we thank you so much for being on with us. I've, I'm just so thankful for you guys being here and hearing and growing together with us. Thank you so much for being on. That was our Tuesday episode, and we have another brand new episode coming at you tomorrow. It's going to be a good one. We are going to have food mash, and tomorrow I'm going to, I'm going to give you a sneak peek into what tomorrow is going to be. Pizza. Will food properly mash with pizza? Buddy's probably going to be very unhappy with me. Um, we'll find out, though. Maybe it's going to be great. And then after food mash, we're going to have a time of top 10. Top 10 is going to be awesome. We're going to have just, just a great, great day together, and we're excited about it with you. Join us tomorrow, 1145, same time, same place. It's going to be awesome. Have a great rest of your day. Be blessed in Jesus' name. We love you. Have a good day.